Okay, so the second case we're going to talk about is Generation Y. Um, so the case we were talking about is Ben McDaniel. But before we get into the case, we're going to discuss Generation Y podcasts. So, because um, again, I have background information about Generation Y, I'm going to go ahead and hand it to Jason so he can um, give his thoughts about the podcast. All right. Um, so, um, man, where to start uh, with Generation Y? Um, so it's run by two gentlemen. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, Aaron something and Justin something. I can't remember their last names. I don't even think I don't even remember if they gave them their their last names or not. But I know it's Aaron and Justin. Uh, I believe Aaron is the the main host, if I'm not mistaken. Am yes. I right? Yes. Okay. So um, Justin is kind of like Casey, where he doesn't really. He doesn't have social media, I should say. Um, he kind of stays away from being in the public eye. Um, Smart he, man. He does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he does um, go to events and stuff like that. But other than that, he kind of strays away from, you know, he doesn't have a Twitter. He doesn't have any sort of social media at all. So um, Aaron is the one who runs their Twitter he runs their TikTok and he runs the all the social media, and Justin is kind of just the co-host. I say just the co-host, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. Um, so the I like Aaron's. Um, I would have to say I like I like Aaron in in, in the sense of way he gives out information, though I will admit. Towards the uh, towards the end of the episode, I was starting to feel like uh, it was getting kind of monotonish, and I was kind of just like losing focus towards the end of it. Um, that, that could entirely be on, on me, um, it, it, but I I really did enjoy the podcast. I uh, I had never heard of a case, like I've heard of stuff like this happening. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard of stuff like, you know, what, what, what we're going to talk about later. I've heard of stuff like this happening before. I think there's that one viral video that, that has circulated YouTube and I think all a bunch of other like Reddit and whatnot of a, of a diver getting lost, you know, and it, it's, it's, it's very scary. Um, but I, I really enjoyed the podcast. I, I think. Justin could try a bit more, you know, <laughs> uh, that that's, that's just kind of my take on it. Um, I think Aaron does a really good job. Justin should try just a little bit more to be a little more interesting. Um, because I mean, if, if not, it's just, it's just Aaron kind of like, you know, taking control of the things. Unless, I mean, if that's the dynamic, that's the dynamic, I, you know, every, to each their own. But I think, I think if, if Justin's part of it, he should probably just try a little bit, a little bit harder. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I think um, if I was going to, I, I would give this a solid four star review on, on Spotify. Solid four stars. So my take on Generation Y is is Aaron is indeed the lead. 
Um, sometimes I switch back and forth on who is the lead for each case, but I most of the time it does end up being Aaron, and then Justin is kind of the. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I want to go this way, but he's basically the captain of the two. True Crime Garage, obviously. So, um, Justin has a lot of takes that I I want to say are hot takes, and there's a lot of stuff that he does add to the cases that I don't think are well researched. I mean, there was one case, and it it still bothers me to this day. So, Justin was in the army. I don't know what his position or his MOS was in the army, but there was a case where the killer used a sawed-off shotgun, and Justin had absolutely no idea what sawed-off shotguns are for, and. It bothered me because he was completely and totally wrong with what he was saying about sawed-off shotguns, and it just it just bothered me. And I'm like, why are you on here talking about sawed-off shotguns if you obviously have no idea how sawed-off shotguns actually function? Like, I was like, and especially coming from somebody who used guns in the army, like you should know that sawed-off shotguns are used for the bullet spread like that's what that's what they're for you saw the shotgun to increase the amount of pellet spread when you're shooting a shotgun like it's it's not strong it's not exclusively for concealment like sure concealment is a part of it but that's not why people saw off the barrels of their shotguns and sawing off the barrel of your shotgun is legal in certain states as long right. as, as long as it's within a certain amount. Like you well, can legally saw off your shotgun barrel and it's perfectly fine. But as long as it's not, you know, like within a certain amount. Like I don't know. It's just it it, it always bothered me that somebody who was in the army and is around firearms knows so little about how firearms actually function. <laughs> Look, man, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, that, I mean, that's bad. Uh, don't get me wrong, that, that's pretty bad. But nothing will compare, nothing will ever compare to fully semi-automatic. <laughs> oh, okay? I know. Oh, just the, 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 Jimmy Kimmel. Nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing compare. No, it, I think it was a, like a, 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 a general or some high-ranking officer when he was holding the, I think it was the AR-15, and. It was just like he he talked about how it can go full semi-automatic, semi-automatic, oh, full semi. I'm like that, that, that. There is no hotter take than than that. The, the sawed-off shotgun, you know, I can I can I can let that go. I just can't let go of full. If, if he said something to that equivalent, <laughs> oh, I know. Well, it's just like how Jimmy Kimmel was saying that you can go to a gun shop and buy a you know a light machine gun cash with no ID. I was like, yeah, oh, no, no, I, I don't think you could do that. I mean, the laws already basically stipulate, you know, guns are very, very strongly regulated. I mean, you can, can't... Can you point me in the direction of that gun shop, please? Because I would like to go. Oh, I know. It's like, 
It's like, yeah, let me know what uh, gun show I can go to and get a, a light right. machine gun. You know, cash money with no ID. The no, ATF I... is going to be knocking down my door as soon as we get this episode uploaded. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, it's funny. It's funny because, you know, people on Twitter keep saying that, like, ban assault weapons. And I'm like, well, the ATF doesn't even know what an assault weapon is. So if... The ATF doesn't know what an assault weapon is. Then how are you gonna ban assault weapons? <laughs> like, no, that's a good point. It makes no sense, especially all the the laws the ATF sets in place for weapons. Like it's it's so. What is the, what is the word I'm looking for? It's so like all over the place. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like you know they'll take like three guns. That are basically exactly the same, but one gun is outlawed, another gun is allowed, and another gun is allowed if you have certain modifications on it. But they're all the same gun. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. my, my, it reminds me of a meme I saw earlier today, and it 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 hit me really hard because I started thinking about it a little too much, and I was you know I, I am I am absolutely terrified, and the meme was like. It was a it it was it was a TikTok screen, like a, a screen capture of just you know trees or whatever, and then there was text that followed that somewhere somewhere out there is a doctor who is cheating on his medical exam right now, so <laughs> old millennials start eating healthy. <laughs> oh, I'm just like oh shit, th- th- this is absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everybody. Hello, Doctor right? <laughs> absolutely terrifying but no i think i, I you know i like i said i, I think i think uh you know it, it, it seems almost one-sided in the hosting department yeah and and, and you know i just gotta try harder man <laughs> well i just think it's funny how uh dr nick is the equivalent of saul goodman you know for a lawyer holy crap you're right <laughs> oh man <laughs> that's that's an interesting take (laughs) (laughs) i know right oh man so um anyway let's get back to the um podcast so generation y um i love generation y i have been friends with aaron for quite a few years now so um um yeah, so basically we're friends. We're friends on Twitter. We we talk so often. Um he's a really good guy. He does his own podcast, which is really really well done. Um I can't remember the name of it. Um but he does his own podcast. That's really well done. It's a um it's one case per season, so it's a full case. Um, it is definitely really, really worth checking out. Um, I just really, really wish I knew the name of it. Uh, framed Pod. So it is called the Framed Pod. Um, if you have probably a couple hours to spend listening to one case, um, the frame pod is really worth checking out. Um, 
I give it a five out of five. It is amazing. It's really well done. Um, all the well, I think he does two seasons, so I think the two seasons are really worth checking out. Um, so I strongly recommend that one. Um, so that one is with Aaron by himself. So it's just him presenting a case. The first case is about a um grocery store worker who disappears um and is never found and the second case is about a i think it's a monk convent that was massacred which was really crazy it was a really crazy case and i had never heard of it but i think that monk was in arizona so it was a monk convent in Arizona that was uh, massacred, which was crazy because the people that they tied to the the crime, there was a lot of basically negligence on the police and a lot of statements that should have been thrown out that were taken as literal. So it's it, it's an interesting case. But um, that's the frame pod. So what we're talking about is Generation Y. So the case we're talking about is Ben McDaniel, and I will let Jason take the lead on the case. All right. Um, so this particular case uh, is about a guy named Ben McDaniel, a, uh, a guy who, I mean, for all accounts, seemed like he had a rough start, a rough go at, you know, in the early half of his life, but then things got better. Um, he had a very, you know, helpful and loving family, uh, friends as well, um, you know, uh, very supportive brother. And, you know, it, it, it just, sometimes, sometimes life deals you a shitty hand and all you can really do is just play it. And that's what Ben did. Um, because his brother ends up dying and him and his brother were like super duper close. And, you know, uh, instead of. Instead of falling into a hole that anyone, if you're really close to someone, you know, uh, brother, sister, whatever, friend, best friend, um, you know, he started rediscovering himself in a lot of ways, started doing things, just trying to push himself forward. He got himself a successful uh, construction business, um, and then he started uh, really getting into or finding his love for diving, all right, under uh, which was it's it's not a hobby of mine I, I don't really care for the for for stuff under the water you know uh well you, you must it's, a, it's it's not just regular diving so no it's not just regular diving it is cave diving okay which makes it a thousand times worse all right um so with with that uh it happened in florida uh the, the incident happened in florida uh in uh, i'm trying to remember vortex springs that's what it was called uh, Vortex Springs, and it's uh, which sounds dangerous en enough as it's in and of itself already. So uh, Ben here would frequent this place, and he would dive, go underwater, and then explore these caves. But then at a certain point, as you go through the caves, there's a there's a point there where you have to be specifically licensed to go beyond that okay well tell them about uh, the the signs that are uh labeled at these certain points I'm, of the cave 
I mean, short of, you know, uh, abandon all hope, ye who enter here, uh, there is, uh, uh, there are signs of, like, uh, you know, the skull and crossbones, death, you know, don't go this far, it's not worth it, uh, basically just general warnings telling people, you know, telling uncertified and unexperienced cave divers, just, you know, hey, turn around, you're gonna get lost, you're gonna get killed, uh, or you could end up dead, uh, it's just, it's just not, it's just not worth the adrenaline rush, you know, and, and I think for a lot of them, it, you know, the adrenaline junkies, um, you know, it's, it's, it, they want that sense of danger, but, mm, 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 you know, um, no, thank you. So th- those, those are the signs that are posted under, underwater, just warning divers like, Hey, don't go past this point. If you're not licensed or certified it, it, in a way, it's supposed to keep the divers safe, but then also it's there to keep the, the people who own the, uh, the diving, uh, company or business the business safe as well from le- from legal stuff um which <laughs> which gets kind of interesting later on and we'll talk about that but uh so what ends up happening is one day uh ben comes in he decides to go for a dive uh he goes for a dive and the next day, somebody comes back, and they notice that his truck is still there, still locked. And, um, yeah, everyone thought that, like, you know, it wasn't a big deal because Ben frequented this place quite often. He knew everyone that was there, so no one really thought much of it uh, until, you know, he just never showed up to come and collect his truck or his dog, you know. Um so that's when people started getting concerned as to what could have happened to Ben. And uh, it came out that Ben was doing some things that he wasn't supposed to be doing. Uh, for one thing, he was going beyond the gate uh, into the into the uh, specially cer- specifically certified areas of the underwater cave. And he had been logging himself going back there um, and mapping it. Which meant that he had spent a lot of time back. If he's, if you're, if you're spending time mapping, you know, you're, 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 you're generally exploring, wanting to find new paths and stuff like that. But you're not, uh, yeah, you're not, you're not certified. You're not licensed to go back there. You know, it's absolutely yep. dangerous. You know, and um, yeah, they, they never, they never found him. You know. Well, I, I, so. Let's keep the story going because I think I'm jumping yeah. ahead a little bit. So yeah. So okay. So well, let's go back to Ben here. Ben and, and and Vortex Springs. All right. So like I said, Ben knew everyone that was there. He he was well known guy. Everyone liked him and this and that. And I'm trying to remember the gentleman's name. I believe there was a guy named Eduardo. Mm-hmm. I want to say that's his name. Eduardo was a dive instructor there or a diver there. And, you know, I imagine that he was certified. He did all the things. He took people underground. He was probably like a tour guide as well to help individuals, um, you know, explore the caves or at least the, the more known regions of the cave. But the thing was, Eduardo was letting Ben go back there, past the gate, you know. Um <laughs> 
you, you know, negligence comes to mind in something like this. Yes. Um, for, for, for sure, you know. Um, but I... I, I don't know. I, I, I can't I can't imagine what would possess somebody to say like, you know, you know this guy's not certified. You know this guy is going back there. He's break you're breaking the rules. You could lose your job, you could have the business be shut down, everyone around you is gonna lose their job if somebody finds out about this, you know, regardless if you like the guy or not. You mm-hmm. know. I, I'm I'm not gonna risk my neck out for, you know, if it if it means that I'm gonna lose my job and my paycheck. Oh, nah, I know. It's you like know. it's like could you imagine like what risks you're putting the not only yourself and your position but other people's lives at the same time right you know and and, and I think that's I think that's the worst part about it is that you know because you know backstory on the business the business has changed hands and management so many times so you know the that that business is probably just one lawsuit from permanently shutting down, oh, yeah. you know. And so, so this Eduardo guy was just letting Ben go back there, you know. I think uh, he gave him a key to the gate or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, and allowing him to go into this area, just exploring and mapping and 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 and, and doing all kinds of things he wasn't supposed to, you know. Completely, is it, I want to say, I don't Almost. think he was naive. I don't. I don't think he was naive. I think. I think he knew what he was doing. Yeah. I think Eduardo knew what Ben was doing. Yeah, it was um, outside his purview. I mean, right. That was basically what he was doing. It's, he was, you know, catering to Ben's needs. Ben saw himself as being, you know, an expert diver because he's been down there so many times and he's gone through so many hours of dive time that he should be able to you know travel farther and i think eduardo probably was like okay fine you know it just you know i'm not responsible for you if you you know something happens to you and ben's like oh yeah it's fine and then ben just keeps coming back you know and eduardo probably thought that you know hey he keeps coming back so he must know what he's doing until one day he doesn't come back <laughs> right and i i think um you know of 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 all the ways to go that right there is probably the more terrifying oh yeah for me yeah uh, it's 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 the most terrifying for me you know um and it, it's just it's just the fact that and, and it's just the fact that they they I can't believe nobody nobody is sued. There's been no lawsuits against Vortex Springs. There has been no calls to Eduardo to answer for anything. You know, it almost as if they just put sole blame on Ben. Oh yeah. And and, and, and not the people around him. Yes, I get it. Ben was an adrenaline junkie. Yes, he wanted to go exploring the caves on his own volition. He's an adult. You know, and, and yes, it comes in, you know, it, it comes into those questions like, okay, well, he's a grown adult. He can do what he wants. But at the same time, we have liability issues. You know, we have legal issues for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, I mean, um, you, have to, you have to put some of these guys on kid, with kid gloves. I mean, you have to. 
certain you, you know whether it's hang gliding you know uh, zip lining parasailing you have to abide by the laws and the rules that that allow you to operate i mean you can't just let people just go on their own volition i mean it's just there's so many issues and especially moral issues you know how did eduardo not see any moral issues in letting ben go on his own knowing full well he wasn't licensed or had the um technical know-how to be able to go on these expansive cave dives it's crazy so no, um, absolutely mm -hmm. so to bring a little bit of a caveat to personal story so when i was in high school there were these high school kids they were about my age so they were about 16 17 years old and uh where we used to live they did have underwater caves that you could you know visit i mean you did have to kind of go out of your way to go down there and you know, swim in them but everybody knew where they were so i mean i never did it because hell no i ain't doing that but a couple of the kids they did go down there and so what had ended up happening is certain parts of the cave where you know when you're going cave diving there are certain parts of the cave where you know you everybody played far cry freaking three far cry four where you know you you go down the cave diving and then you get to the next cavern and you go up and then you get air and then you can relax for a little bit and then you go back down and you go into the next little cavern and so on and so forth. Well, when you're cave diving, certain parts of the cave do not have oxygen. That is the problem you have and the kids that were doing this did not have scuba tanks. They were going down into the caves free swimming. And so when it, what ended up happening is when they got to a certain part of the cave that was unmarked, they went up to the surface thinking there was oxygen and there was not. So they reached the top of the cave, you know, above water thinking, oh, I can breathe. And there is no oxygen in the cave and they suffocated and drowned and their bodies weren't discovered for about 45 days after they died and Jesus. it's it is a problem and a danger that people that are cave diving face because not every cave is set up to have oxygen in it you can get to a certain part of the cave where you think that there is oxygen and then you go to the surface and there is no oxygen at all and there's no respite i mean you you literally reach the top and you're like trying to breathe and there's no air and you suffocate i like enough danger to where i know i'm gonna come back and go home you know mm -hmm. um stuff like that is just absolutely terrifying for me um you know anybody who does that you know as a hobby or whatever stay safe but but for me no sorry you couldn't the the most exciting thing that i'll probably ever do is probably get on a roller coaster and i'm okay with that <laughs> i'm totally okay with that or fly in an airplane yeah. i'm totally okay with that but uh, other than that mm -mm, no no bungee jumping mountain climbing nope 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 that's okay so I'll, I'll i'll leave that to other people <laughs> <laughs> 
So the theory is is that Ben McDaniel ended up traveling too far, ran out of oxygen in his tank, shedded the oxygen tank, trying to get back, and basically ended up in a cavern with no oxygen, and he suffocated and died. And uh, somebody eventually went out to go look for him, and... Jason can tell you what ended up happening to that person. So when so Ben had been missing for uh, quite some time at this point, and uh, his parents had put out a thirty thousand dollar reward for information on. I, I think they had pretty much known at this point that he was probably dead, uh, and they just wanted any information leading to the recovery of his remains. Um, and so a, a, a gentleman, uh, whose name I cannot remember, uh, right now, uh, decided to take it upon himself to go into the cave, go diving. I don't think he was experienced at all either, but, you know, a $30,000 reward, money will make you do some crazy things, <laughs> you know? Um, especially, you know, especially, you know, if if you don't have the cash yourself. So, um, what ends up happening is is this gentleman ends up dying. Um, I think fortunately for him, I think they do recover his body. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, the family of Ben have to remove the, 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 the cash money reward to stop in, you know, to possibly influence other, um, divers to keep other people safe, you know, uh, and they have to live with that, uh, fact that, you know, they'll probably never be able to recover their son's body. Um, but, but yeah, no, somebody went looking for him. Um, but then also there was a documentary that was done. I thought that was interesting. Um, of this uh, married couple that does documentaries um, as a I don't know if they're retired or this is just something that they do um, and they found uh, what looked like um, a shovel uh, and, uh, and I think it, I think at this point it had been years I think at this point mm-hmm. maybe, maybe a couple of years and uh, they had found this, this shovel that kind of looked like a trenching tool uh, it, I mean it looked like a It it, it it just had a particular look to it, and the parents said, like, oh, yeah, that's that's Ben's shovel. Um, but what eventually came out was that, no, it wasn't Ben's shovel. It was um, left in an area called the junkyard, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, this is where divers go and dump their gear when uh, they're, they're coming back, if I'm not mistaken. So there's, like, all manners of trash in this this area and this shovel was left by another diver elsewhere um the the one thing about this case which i thought was pretty interesting was that they actually went as far as using a unmanned sub mm-hmm. drone to explore the caves and even then they come, they came up with nothing um except for one theory that the, i think it was the the pilot of the drone was saying that there looks like there may have been a cave-in somewhere. Yes, yes. 
Yeah, either and... either a cave in or I think I might I may be wrong, but I do believe that when the the sub went out to go looking, there was a lot of sediment, so it was not as visible. I I, I could be wrong. I'm remembering from God knows how long, but um. I do think that that may have been a factor as well. Possibly. So th the theory was was that there may have been a cave-in underground. Um, and if, it w if there was a cave-in, there was no way of getting beyond it. Um, but then also, too, you know, why would he go any further than he need to? But right. then also, you know, there's speculation that, you know, he, he did go... He did go way out further than what he was normally exploring, but then also too they were looking at his logs and his maps, and apparently, I think according to Eduardo, or one of the other divers who had been back there quite often, um, that his maps were a little off. Mm -hmm. That the uh, that you know tunnels, where he said that there were tunnels in his maps, there weren't exactly tunnels there. There weren't a left turn when there should have been a right turn there or whatever yeah. the case was. Well, that you just know. brings back that he was not an experienced cave diver, let alone an experienced Korean. What is it? <laughs> Why am I so bad with terminology today? Yeah, it happens. Um, so he wasn't a very good um, map maker, I should say. Yeah. So they could have just been his inexperience in the fact that, you know, he wasn't, he was misremembering or miss, you know, creating i mean it is a cave it's not super visible all the time and he may have you know made mistakes right you know and and that kind of brings me to um to a point to where uh, this this happened uh in well this didn't happen to me uh, because this is not something that i would do but i was privy to the information at the time um when my wife and i we went to mexico uh, in the Yucatan, uh, they have these uh, uh, these fresh watering holes that are uh, that lead into caves. They're called cenotes, and um, some of the cleanest water. I mean, cleanest fresh water you have ever seen. Like the bluest of blue water. It's absolutely gorgeous and beautiful. And they're inside these uh, uh, sunken craters. All right. Uh, you can explore the cenotes, and you can actually, uh, they lead into underground caves as well. And in some parts, um, sometimes they are explored, most of them are, but they do, just like the one in, in Vortex Spring, there's areas that haven't been explored yet. And they, I, they do have gates up there, and I think they were talking about how uh, if you do explore the caves, they don't want you leaving the rope, because there's mm -hmm. actually like a rope guide that leads you into one section of the of the explored caves, and then if you let go of the rope, uh, you can easily like lose sight of it. Oh yeah. Uh, so you you know you know because it's dark there, and not to mention the rope. From my understanding, from what I was talking to one of the divers who, who was there, it's very narrow and it's very cramped. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not careful, uh, if you're not aware of your surroundings. Um, you know, you could lose sight of this, you know, this rope. And, and he said, you know, it's so dark down there with all the, the, the sediment. And the rope itself is like neon green. And you can still lose sight of it. Yeah. And you there's know, been uh, there's been cases of um, people not diving, 
just cave exploring and losing the path and ending up in areas where it's not for you know people to traverse and they end up getting stuck and they perish in those parts of the cave because they get stuck and right. it's, it's it's just so you know you have to be vigilant in where you are you have to stay on the marked positions and i mean you you cannot let your what is it adventurism take hold i mean you have to stay to the marked parts of the cave because it is really easy to end up in a spot where there's no escape i mean right. it's 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 really easy to get lost and find yourself in a part of the cave where there's no getting back i mean even in video games i mean i play video games you know far cry 3 where you're swimming through a cave and you end up in a certain part where there's literally no way you can you know survive <laughs> you suffocate right. in the middle of the ocean in a video game and i could only imagine that in real life it's like 10 times worse i mean because yeah, you it's, don't a, it's know. absolutely terrifying no it's absolutely terrifying like you know just thinking about it while i was listening to the podcast I, I i was just like oh man this is this is absolutely terrifying like i'm not even living the event and i am absolutely scared yeah um I mean, so, it's I mean, dark. <laughs> yeah, it's dark. You're lost, and you know you only have so much oxygen in your tank. I mean, you can only go so far, and if you try to push the limit a little bit too much, thinking, "Oh yeah, I'll, I have enough oxygen to get back," and you know you don't. I mean, how many people do you know think? Like, oh, I have enough gas in my tank to make it back home. And then they run out of gas on the way back home. And they're like, oh, I guess I didn't have enough gas to get home. Imagine that. <laughs> but in, you know, in a, a scuba tank. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, right. It's, it's it's scary. I mean, uh, I, absolutely. I, could, I couldn't imagine. I, I think that would probably be the one of the worst ways to go. Is no, absolutely. To run out of oxygen in a cave in the dark in the middle of nowhere and nobody will ever find you oh yeah absolutely so it, you know um it, it so the no his body's still not been recovered and it probably won't um you know depending on where he was but there was also another theory that popped up and this was the foul play element Oh, there's always the foul play element. Yeah, so this was this was something that was brought up in the podcast as well, um, to where uh, people suspected that there was foul play involved. Now they didn't. I don't recall them naming any particular suspects, um, but I do believe that um, there were cadaver dogs that were employed. To search the uh, to search the area, the marshes around, and I think the coastline around the area, and uh, the dogs were picking up a scent. Uh, but I think just like uh, I want to say it was Aaron, like Aaron suggested, these dogs are trained to to pick up decay, mm -hmm. you know, and if there's any sniff of decay anywhere, they're gonna find it. Yeah, and you know, uh, 
so they were finding a lot of it close to the edge of the water. Um, you know, so there could be like a dead fish, uh, rotting animal carcass, or whatever the case is, and that could, you know, lead the dogs to this part of the beach or whatever. Well, you know, my interpretation was is you know, there, if he died anywhere in the cave, there would be some sort of you know decay within the water. It's not like it's a a river or a stream. It's a, it's a cave. You know what I mean? Right. Well, you see, now that brings us to the other point that was made as well, that another diver went under water, but he could not taste decay in the area that he was swimming in. Generally, apparently, you can taste decay. Um, I mean, I know you can smell it, but apparently, I guess through the filtration system uh, that's on these dive suits, that uh, I guess the, the I mean I'm, I'm assuming the oxygen's different or the filtration system's well, different to where you know I, I I didn't quite understand I didn't understand this particular point. Well, um, okay, so this brings me back to the original story I I said. So what technically I believe could have happened is he did run out of oxygen in his tank, went to the surface because maybe that cave that he was in had you know, supposed, you know, caves. You know what I mean? Like when there's yeah. the water and there's a rock formation above the water, thinking there's it, oxygen above like the rock formation. Yes. Like there's a pocket of oxygen. Mm-hmm. So he gets on top of the rock formation, gets there, thinking that there's going to be oxygen there, and there isn't. So he suffocates on top of the water on the rock formation and dies, right? So that means right. that the decay, his body is no longer in the water. His body is on top of the, the rock formation where there's no oxygen. So theoretically, there's not going to be any decay in the water, which wouldn't you know, present itself if you're going in the water and trying to you know, detect decay in the water because there isn't any because he's above the water and he's on the rock formation. You know what I mean? Oh no, absolutely. So so yeah, so that so that so that makes plenty of sense there. You know, I, I think it just what threw me for a loop was the fact that you could, I guess, through the filtration system, you can smell it or you can uh, taste it uh, in the water. Or but I mean, how the, how would you if if say say he well, does well, no, escape that, the water and gets on top of the rock formation and there's right. no oxygen? How is the decay going to travel into the water? Yeah, no, I, I totally get what you're saying. I ju- I, mm-hmm. I'm just saying that it threw me for a loop on the possibility that you can taste it through your filtration system. Oh, or yeah. at least, you know, uh, detect it in some, in some fashion. Well, yeah, I mean, if, there's, no, you, you if there's like a, you know, a dead body inside the water, it's going to, you know, show up at least in some degree in all of the water. But if he's not theoretically inside the water then how would you even detect it right and besides there were no fish swarming the area there weren't any um you know i guess bottom feeders that were you know coming into the cave or whatever the case was you know eating away at the at a corpse or whatever yeah because there you know there wasn't one found because you know it 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 doesn't take time for animals to to 
come in and clean up, you know, <laughs> as, I mean, as it were. Yeah, because, I mean, there could technically be, you know, if you go deep enough and down enough in the cave, you could probably find a skeleton that's on a rock formation on top of the water that no fish had gotten to. And that would explain all of that away. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so uh, very, very interesting case, to say the least. Um, you know, I, I don't... Uh, unfortunately, like, there's no ending to this one because nobody knows where his body is at. Um, there's no... I, I think they kind of, like, really... They kind of pushed the foul play stuff, you know, away. They swept it away pretty quickly, which is yeah. good because, you know, that, that was just... I know they kind of want to go down that direction and say, like, yeah, you know, maybe he had some shady dealings, but his life was pretty much intact up to this point. You know, he had pretty much squared squared his life up and, um, you know, didn't seem like he had any... No, I didn't any shady see that at all. Yeah. yeah. So, um, he just got in over his head, unfortunately. Yep. Yeah. A lot of these cases are... are like that i mean it's just you know people putting themselves into you know bad situations and end up not being able to recover from them and that's just how it is sad 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 all right well i'm gonna go ahead and end the podcast here um is there anything you would like to plug jason uh, nothing going on right now. It's all quiet on the on on the Western Front for me. You know, we'll probably have something next episode. All right, sounds good. Well, everybody have a good night. Um, take care. <laughs>